What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show of your favorite podcast, The Dueling Monkeys. Uh, we got me, Nate, and Tom today. So we want to first apologize for the delay on the art episode, as just life and work got in the way, so got delayed a week. So you're going to get it now. Um, yeah, so... Again, we apologize for the, the tardiness of the episode, but we're following through. <laughs> we are here to talk about art. So this, so let me get a joke out. Um, why is Dwayne? I hope I didn't tell this one last time. Why is Dwayne Johnson the only one who can turn lesbians? I don't know. Because rock beats scissors. Huh. Well, you know, Dwayne <laughs> Johnson's called The Rock. In his yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> it just wasn't good. Tom, nothing's ever good for you. Um, it, it's rare. And you're expecting anything different? Dude, I did find these two dudes that tell goth jokes to each other to try to get the other one to laugh, and some of them are pretty dang funny. Yeah, the the what is it? The two shadows. The goths in ungothly places. Yeah, that it's those dudes. They're 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 in a band, and I believe the band is called Two Shadows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're funny. Their music's pretty good too, but I like their comedy better than their music. But they're they're pretty funny. <laughs> what do you get with a man with the heart of a lion? A uh, dead man, a furry, a lifetime ban from the zoo. Hmm. <laughs> Poor lion. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. So I went to the store and bought a box of condoms. The lady behind the register asked me if I'd like a paper bag with it. And I, I looked at her and I was like, no, I'll just turn the lights off. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one's probably been said, huh? Uh, I don't know. I just reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, the double bagger. <laughs> no. You put two bags on in case one of them breaks. Oh. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Jesus. Yeah, that's that's funny. <laughs> so how's your guys' weeks? Oh, Nate, you got a new deal going on with work? Uh yeah, yeah. So I got a promotion, so that's oh, why I was out last week um, doing all the new training for that, which Congrats. I had to shift my schedule pretty drastically for. Congrats. Thank yeah, you. Congrats. Thank you. Are you going to get new shifts or stay what you were doing prior? Uh, it's, I'm going back to the same schedule I was doing prior. It was just for the, the one week oh. I needed to be there during that time. Oh, nice. Well, congrats. 
about you, you, Tom? Appreciate it. For what? Anything new for you, Tom? Exciting? No. No. I keep being promised a new position at work that they fucking keep denying. Oh, the engineer one? Uh, It's a little bit lower because they're still fighting my fucking degree. Oh. I went and uh, had an interview at another place. And then I'm on a zip recruiter. And I had a dude on there like my resume. And he's like, hey, apply for my, you know, the... I got a spot here. I think you'd fit in if you'd want to apply to it. And... Yeah, until they, you tell them what your fucking asking salary is, and they're like, "Nope, nope, nope." Yeah, I got to talk to them in person first. They didn't ask me salary, but yeah, I can send out that referral for you still if you're still interested. Who are you talking to? Uh, either one of you, but. Specifically, Steve. Let me see where this goes, because I was talking to my wife, and she's like, I don't see you on a phone job. I was like, yeah, I know, I don't like being on the phone, but I'm, I'm hankering for something I need to get, I need to get out of where I'm at, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. There are other roles after you've, you know, done all that that aren't on the phone as well, but most of them are desk jobs, so. Yeah, let me see how these couple others pan out, and I'll let you know. All right. And thanks for think, still thinking of me about it. Yeah, Thinking of about me for it, so. Getting all flustered. I get, <laughs> yeah, I get tongue-tied. Thanks for thinking about me. You take me news. Yep. <laughs> so my you son wants me. to come over to your house, Tom. He wants to come see us. So I've got to come by. Just let me know when I gotta go training for a refresher for some stupid shit at work. Yay. Yep. That they don't want to pay me for. Yeah, fuck these guys. Hmm. Anyway, on to the (laughs) on to the art episode. (laughs) I'm gonna let you two kind of take over just because you're, you two are more in the art world than me, so like, it's what kind of style of art do you guys? You is your favorite? All except for and, Andy Warhol shit. Impression. What, what would you call the impressionism? Oh, the, like the you're talking about? Oh man, what's the, it called? The pop art. Yeah, the pop art, and then uh, like the red line and stuff like that. Stupid shit that takes real no talent. That people are like, oh, this is art. No, it's it looks like a fucking mistake. Or, or they get the holes in the paint paint can and spin them around and just throw it on a canvas. No, well, some of those are actually really cool. And yeah, some but, do no. look cool, but that that's just kind of saying concept that it's like anybody could do that. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and like that, anybody can do art. But like, uh, let's see. Uh, let me look up how much the red line. So if somebody doesn't under, know what the red line is, it's literally a off-the-center red line giant down a giant canvas, and it's sold for millions of um, dollars. Like, really? Why? I don't there's, know. Th- 
there's also one that's similar to that. It's just a black square. Yeah. Same thing. Or the can of Campbell's soup. <laughs> and there's a little bit more that went into the can of Campbell's soup, but yes, also very uh, not my not my style. So I, I, I guess with my question, like, what do you guys like to do personally? Uh, it all depends on the mood. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to do more graphic-y stuff. Um, I do a decent amount of painting, but... Like oil-based or acrylic or what? I've only ever played with acrylic. I, I do acrylic and then also uh, digital painting. So what's the what's the difference between the acrylic and like oil and the others? Process more than anything, they also interact differently. Um, like I don't know, they both have different feels. I haven't done much oil painting, so I don't know too much about the difference between it and acrylic. But with acrylic, you get um, you know you add water to it, and it kind of loosens it up so that you can blend it easier. Um, if you need to like it has a lot shorter drying time than oil oil can take days sometimes to to dry sometimes um, never yeah so like but... with with acrylic you can like tone the whole canvas and then wait for it to dry and then do a painting over it and then if you screw something up you can just cover it up with another layer of acrylic okay and then just go from there whereas uh like oil it it's not that flexible. So just acrylics like more user friendly. Yeah. From what I understand, but I know some people who swear by oil and hate acrylic. So it, it's, I think it All mostly preference. comes down to preference. Yeah. I think, I think my sister-in-law, she likes to use oil. She, she did a painting for me for Christmas and she used oil and she's like, it's going to be like a week before it dries. So we'll just let it stay here so it can dry properly. And I said, all right, yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> I don't want the cat jumping on it or something and getting cat hair all over it. So yeah, well, I mean, if you use acrylic, you can literally take a hair dryer to it and and it won't mess with it or anything. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there there's definitely pros and cons with both, but yeah, the so I can't find the red line, but I found something similar. So it's called uh, let's see. Blue paint crossed by a rag, uh, ragged white line sold last night for $43.8 million. The crap? Yeah. For just basically, it looks, it basically looks like somebody shittily just put blue paint down and then had a like frog tape or something down the center and just peeled it up, and there was some leakage. That's what it looks like. Yeah. So, like, to me, that's not art. That's stupid. But people are like, oh, it means this. Oh, it means this. No, it means you were fucking lazy. It, it means you yeah. pulled the frog tape off before the paint dried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, You're not painting my house. <laughs> yeah, like every fucking person's ha uh, painted house. It's just really, it's fucking stupid. But whatever like art is subjective so like i don't like it but i'm sure there's plenty of rich bitch people that don't but like that people aren't buying my shit for that much 
I also feel like there's a decent amount of that that's just either money laundering or tax evasion shit like that where they just continually trade it be you know yeah between all the rich people all the above bullshit yeah, yeah. that they, they uh, it's, it's worth a lot of money because some rich person said it is yeah, yeah. i get it um but like that like my my shit like i try i love to find new types of art because mm -hmm. like i mean even if you look at it the 3D printing, I feel, is a type of art now. Because if you have to create the a 3D object in a, a digital world and you bring it into a real life, it's a type of sculpting in a way. Well, I, yeah, I would say really it is because I've seen you run yours a little bit and it, it takes some effort to figure out. Like any other talent, it take, does take effort to do. Like, but yeah, I would say it is because some of that stuff I've seen you make is pretty intense, detailed. It's pretty. I honestly didn't think you could get that detailed with it, and then I saw it and I was like, "Wow, that's that's actually really cool." Like that Thanos bust you showed me, I was like, "Holy crap, that's uber. That's way detailed. That's way more than I thought something like that could do." Mm -hmm. uh, and what's funny is that it gets even even crazier. Like it gets it's gets to the point where something like if you shrink all that down, and there's other things that people put so much detail in, and you have to like fucking use a magnifying glass to see all the detail, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, see, I I feel like that's an art itself. I don't I don't know what you'd classify it as. Like you said, I'm not the art guy, but I mean, honestly, I'd just I be like some some type of sculpting. Yeah. But but I know uh, Nate sculpts a lot more than I do in actual like clay and stuff like that. I'm still working on dabbling in it, getting better at it. But like that, I was I was to the point where I was doing a lot of super trying to do super realistic shit, and I was just having issues with my like going super dark. And that's one thing I got to learn how to do before I can progress to that. But then I switched to cartoon art and I'm excelling at that one until I feel like I'm not going anywhere with that. And then I switch to another fucking area and then you go back to another one and all of a sudden you fucking cartoony cartoons and everything I've learned from that to going back to the hyper realistic. You're like, I didn't know I could do this because something I learned in cartoons. So everything crosses over. It's really fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, especially when you're going from like sculpting with clay to like 3d modeling. Um, it, there's like a, like almost all of the same principles carry over. You're just not using like a physical medium. You're using, you know, your computer to generate the medium. Yeah. Uh, the medium is like, you know, clay is a medium for yeah. uh, just to clarify. Yeah. But so, I, so say like that, I, I'm pretty decent at the, a 3d, the 3d modeling, but it's a lot easier because if my hand shakes, I can't mess up. And there's always control Z if I fuck up and I don't like something. Whereas if you do it in like the out, like using clay, if I fuck up, yeah, I can put it on, but it put it back on. But 
I have to fucking wiggle that bitch in and it doesn't always seem to be the same. So yeah. I, I feel like certain art styles are more forgiving than others. Yeah, I mean, digital will always be more forgiving mainly just because of the undo button. Uh-huh. But I don't know. There's there's something about it too, like especially like learning to uh, find those, like appreciate the happy accidents or, you know, learning to deal with like not holding on to everything as like sacred yeah like drawing or sculpting yeah well that's one thing that i did learn in school is let shit go and learning how to deal with criticism like not they're not physical attacks towards you because sometimes like it you put so much of your time and effort into something it's like you said it's precious to you Mm -hmm. but honestly that you need to let go of your shit now i'm now i'm getting to the point where i don't even know where half of my art is because i just fucking do it and i throw it away and pearson's like oh my god you're throwing that away i'm like yeah i can redo it and it's probably going to come out better next time like i want it i'm like go for it fucking take it i actually nate found is, a... nate is free around five Oh, that is <laughs> Sorry, Lordy. I was looking at my wife just Lordy. texted me, and then yours came through, and then they like, I'll be ready around five. <laughs> Lordy. Send, trying to text send, my brother. <laughs> sending it to the wrong people. It's all good. Yeah. Well, the next one's going to come out and like, fuck these guys. It's <laughs> like my wife just sent me a picture of a Batman Funko Pop. That's one I like to collect, and that's not it's one I've not seen. So she just texted me like, "Do you want this one?" Like, yeah. <laughs> How can I say no? I'm supposed to say no because I try not to wit- spend money on that kind of stuff. Uh, Keep no. it toned down, but that, that <coughs> one's cool looking. I, uh, similar to Tom though, like. I am not good with cartoony stuff. Like that is that is definitely the hardest one of the hardest things for me to do is cartoony stuff. Is it just like a mind thing, or is it just there really is like a trick to it? So there, there's different styles. So like with cartoony, you have to look at line weight. Line weight, nobody can fucking explain it to you. You just have to do it until you find your niche to it. Okay. And not every single time you can do it. So uh, a good line weight is uh, Johnny Vasquez, the guy that does Invader Zim and Johnny the Homocidal Maniac. His line weight is ridiculous. Same thing with um, uh, Scotty Young. You look at his line weight. Certain spots, you put uh, a dark, like a thicker line to do more shadow and stuff like that. But he does it so he's done it so long, he does it effortlessly. And I've watched a lot of his like, hey, come draw with me sort of things. And he's like, honestly, most of this shit is just an accident. I just let it go. And everybody else likes it. And he's like, I like at first I hated it. Now I like it. It's like Nate was saying, the happy accidents. Mm-hmm. Like, and say I do something and I totally fucking hate it. Everyone around me, like, oh my god, that's so amazing! I love it, and I'm like, eh, 
I fucking hate it. I don't like this, this, and this. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even see that until you pointed it out. Because people, like, you're so focused on the small details that you don't see the grand scheme of things. Where most people are coming into it with open eyes and open heart and like looking at the whole thing and loving the whole thing and you're like i messed up there i messed up there i messed up there i messed up there isn't that you can't get past that i think that's how it is with like a lot of things because you're more you're more picky with yourself than other people are with your stuff yeah i mean i'd relate it to like food like when i cook at home and I make something, I'm like, uh, I'm not a big fan of this. But my my kid, if my kids eat it, I know it's good. Yeah. And my, like, uh, trying to remember, I made like a pork the other day, and my wife and my son both. Were, oh no, it was the chicken. I made a beer chicken, and uh, I was like, it's all right. I, I feel like I could have done this and made it better, but my son's like, that's the best chicken I've ever eaten in my life, and he ate all. He ate. He ate two. I got these huge chicken breasts and just cut them up into peat. Like, yeah. Cut them into halves and thirds, just depending on how big it was. And then I just threw it on the Traeger. But he ate three of those the night we had it. And then he ate those for leftovers for dinner until they were gone. Nice. And I was like, You really like it? Dad, that's the best chicken I've ever eaten. You need to make it again. And I was like, I'm glad you like it. I just like that. I thought I could have done better. And it's like, no, that's so good. Yeah. My wife liked it. And I was like, I guess you like it. Like, I don't, but I'm glad you guys do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, like that, cooking is an art form, like you were just saying. Um, like, literally, almost anything could be considered an art form. I mean, even if you're a mechanic, can be considered an art form. If you start doing your own thing and start creating your own like piecing shit together fucking Frankenstein's uh, style and it starts working and it works well, nobody else has done that. I mean, even like woodworking, that's an art type of art style. That one's tough. There's no, you mess up on that one. You can't run do it. Sure you can. Mm -hmm. You just use all your sawdust, put glue in it and fill the hole. No, I, I, I like to woodwork, but I can't, I hate that because I know where the blemish is and I see it all the time. Yeah, I, I was, I've been watching some people because I was looking into putting a D and D table together and um, was watching some people put uh, furniture together and you're like, what in the fuck are you doing, man? Like that, like, uh, uh, uh. It just, it just hurts to see the wood treated like that. Yeah, like those Instagram reels. Some of those things people do, you're like, holy crap, I never would have thought of that. Yeah, uh, speaking of which, if somebody is really into artwork and uh, furniture, <clears throat> check out The Dow on Instagram. So it's uh, D-O-W. I think it's Dow on Instagram. That dude is insane. So if you don't, if you've seen him before, he's the guy that does the... Like the shark, the um, the alligator, the carvings in wood tables that look super realistic. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. I'm writing it down now so I can go look. Yeah, he, he's insane. 
and he uses a chain like he has like 20 something chainsaws for different angles oh he's the chainsaw dude i've seen a dude do chainsaw art before yeah so this dude is ridiculous and that that that's year that's like years of practice too yeah Mm -hmm. that good have you seen uh those big wooden bears that are around yeah so those yeah those pale ink in comparison to what this guy does well i was just gonna say the dude that does a lot of the ones that are around here uh the dude lives up in ogden valley and he makes them so it's just like a local dude but yeah so i guess his name is scat scott dow one t one t two t's two t's TTs? <laughs> Indeed. TT. <laughs> so my biggest thing for like art and stuff, like I follow a lot of like tattoo people because ever since my first one, I've just been intrigued by tattoos. Like I have to tell myself to not like stare at somebody else's arm or leg or whatever because I, I like to see it. I like yeah. to look at it. It's just something I'm like, I well, love I love seeing the art the way like what people get. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. But some people are like ugh, ugh, about it. And like if you didn't want to show it off, why in the fuck did you get it? Yeah, why did you put it in a place people can see? Yeah, because I, I totally agree with that one. The whole reason I got I have so many tattoos is that I wanted to put art on my body. Like and stuff that represented like more my mentality and like stages of life that I've been like that. If no, if somebody doesn't know, like most people won't know this. So people will stare at my arm and like, do you have tadpoles on your arm? Like, like, no, it's fucking sperm. Like I have a ninja egg fighting off sperm on my arm and they like the looks they give me is that's, that's like the highlight of, of, um, my day usually if somebody asks me about my fucking sperm. Well, I imagine I gave you the same look when I first met you and you told me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you and Trevor, like, you looked at like I was the weirdest motherfucker that you guys have ever <laughs> met. Well, it is kind of weird. It's not something you expect. Like, who the crap puts that on their arm? It's weird, but, like, I get it, but it's kind of weird, but... Yeah, but I think it's fucking hilarious. And like, well, why'd you put that on? Well, there was, the tattoo artist was drawing it up, and I said, let's put it on my arm, and we fucking did it together. So that's usually what I used to do in like my history books and stuff in junior high was draw that in the like the rivers and stuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah, now you can go back and find all my history books. <laughs> They're still around. <laughs> Steve did that one. Steve did this one too. Oh, I know Steve has this book. <laughs> they got you gonna have copycat artists. But yeah. Copy? But I mean, even like uh, if people have seen the super bad, the veiny dicks. I mean, that's art. Yeah. <laughs> the triumphant veiny motherfuckers. Yeah. It's called hentai, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's just smut. It has more veins in it than a dude that ha- has a suit. Uh, 
super muscly arm. Didn't sounded better in my head, but <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you. You see, just see those dudes with super veiny arms, and it's like, yeah, those those hentai's have more veins in their units than they do in the some dude's arm. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the crap? Well, you got to focus on something. Ribbed for her pleasure, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, so like another one that going back to D and D that I would have never thought of an art form that I'm trying to get into is the resin pouring of dice and stuff like that. Some of those are really fucking cool. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, like what we're saying, an artist objective, anything, literally anything could be art. All comic books are art. Yeah. I mean, hell, you you fart well enough. That's an art form. <laughs> oh my gosh, have you seen the dudes on? Yes, you keep sending me random the, shit. The burp, your... ga- the burp guys. Yes. Those crack me up. Goes Did against... I send you the one that wears like that looks? He looks like a Ninja Turtle. He puts on a green like mask and then puts a purple, the purple band around his eyes, and he looks like a Ninja Turtle. And he runs around belching at people. No, but I'm sure it's the same dude that you. Oh no, this is his friend. There's two of them. Yeah, like the, everything goes against how I was raised with that shit. You don't like burping? It's rude. In our culture, it's considered rude. I'm not part of the culture then, because I belch and laugh. <laughs> well, I mean, like belching at somebody. Well, like, these dudes I, are French, so that's probably why some of them, like, they mostly get scowls. Is that's yeah. probably the same reasoning? Same reasoning, because it's probably not a. Yeah, it's not cultural. Culturally, yeah, they're probably like, "What a dickhead!" Like, <laughs> yeah, that, <that's, laughs> it's still funny. Like, yeah, well, it was funny the first time you sent me, not the hundredth. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> there are always different scenarios, and it's just fun. I more like to see the other people's reaction. I saw the one where he belched at somebody, and it scared him out of their seat. <laughs> It was so funny. Some people laugh and give him high fives, and some people look at him like he's the dumbest guy they've ever seen. Yeah. That's pr- pretty much most of the people, but I, I agree with the guy, the latter of the two. Um, <laughs> no, I I try and focus on the people watching, like the the guy that does the sketches on the on the subway trains and then gives it to the people. Oh, that one's cool. Hmm. For the, those of you who don't know, it, it seems kind of creepy, but there's an there's an artist that he's just like a pencil artist. It, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but um, he'll sit on the subway or a train and he'll just sit across from somebody and draw a, a bust of them or just their face. Yeah, it's whatever. Su- it's super realistic, and oh yeah, like, it looks like a picture, a black and white picture. Yeah, so the honestly it's just kind of one of those things like in art school and just as you learn as an artist 
you draw what's around you and what you get in, inspired by. And a lot of times you, I did for about a year, but I, I kept a, a notepad and a piece and a pencil in my pocket at all times, just in case something happened or if I was waiting, I just draw people or draw um, gestures of people. But like sometimes somebody will come up and behind you and start looking at your shit and like, oh my God, that's really cool. I'm like, eh. Then they like, you can give it to them and stuff like that. But most of the time, if you draw somebody and then hand it to them, like, hey, I was drawing you here, have this shit. Fucking most people are just super appreciative. But like in the grand scheme of things, yeah, it does seem creepy at first. So I've got a, a creepy story to go with that. I had an English teacher. Some of our assignments we were we would get would be to essentially eavesdrop on a conversation mm-hmm. and just write down what we catch of it. Yeah. It's not a, you need to write down everything you hear. It's like if you only hear the first few words, then there's a pause and then you hear another word. That's how we want it. Yeah. Hmm. And it'll always come up with the weirdest things like, so right in the front runner, you can you can get a lot of uh, interesting conversations from people if you, you just have to sit by, you know, a, a, a couple, like whether it's, you know, friends or, you know, spousal or whatever, because a lot of them sit by themselves, mm-hmm. a lot of the people and put on their headphones and don't talk. But, yeah, you got to go and sit by the people that have a friend with them because then they start start the chatting. But yeah, that, that that was kind. Of, they they told me that assignment like that's really kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to sit and listen to other people and write it down and bring it to class. Well, the sad thing is, is what you really got to think of is that you do that already. Now you're just writing it down now. Because it, like if you go into a room and somebody's talking really loud, you can't not hear them. Yeah, that's true, but. But, like, when you put it in that perspective, yeah, it sounds creepy as shit. (laughs) I'm going to go and take you to English class. (laughs) So where do they typically, and for those that might be interested in, like, art school, where do they typically start you? Is it just, like, pencil drawings or painting, or how do they normally start into the field? So most of the time, they already expect you to know what the hell you're doing. And then they're just going to refine what you know. Yeah. I mean, if you're, yeah, I mean, you can go in blind, like, uh, uh, like any community college. I know slick here in Utah has like one of the best art programs for any college. Um, and then like foundational art is usually just like pencil drawing. They'll show you how to draw cubes and, spheres like balls and then how to shade them and kind of how to break it all down so that you build like this foundation because pretty much every art project you start with those foundational skills and then you build up from that yeah it's the perspective drawings so basically Mm -hmm. you just put a bunch of random objects in front of you and you try and draw it and you keep doing that over and over and over and over again until you get from a skewampus um what was like the, who did the scream oh uh man my mind is blanking here i'll do it um <laughs> but so there's a, a painting called the scream it's a norwegian artist 
Edvard Munch in 1893, and it's super wavy, but like it was meant to be that way. The but like you'll try and do perspective and make it look good, and it'll look like that until you keep practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing until it looks exactly like what you see. But well, the scream almost reminds me of like. I wonder if it's like a nightmare or something or a bad dream he had. Yeah, it could be. But I'm just like the perspective, like nothing about it is proportionate. It's all like you don't have straight, hardly have straight lines in it besides the railing. But yeah, the that's kind of an art form in itself, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. So draws it to people to it. Yeah. So what what's Nate's talking about, like the fundamental shit? You have to learn the fundamentals before you can ignore them. Yeah, it's like it's like learning the rules so that you know how to properly break them. Yeah. So that it actually looks good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of an interesting way to put it. I kind of like that. Learn the rules so you know how to break it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, so like if you're so even the, the specifics of color theory, just figuring out what's a complementary color, like red versus green or blue versus orange, that shit's going to make everything pop. You can know that, and you can do, if just that alone, you can do a lot of shit with it. You can start doing interior design. You can start doing uh, car painting. If you want the, like, a really big showpiece is that you can figure out, well, if I want to go, so monochromatic, you only use one side, like all blues, but you have all these different shades of blues, it's going to work. But mm-hmm. if you don't know that and you go a little uh, like off, it looks horrible. And you're like, uh, uh, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I shouldn't have done that. But you can kind of go off those rules to break it. Like, oh, well, if I go here, I, I mean, it's hard to explain without like really showing it. But like just color theory, you can know which colors work and ones that really, really, really you should just avoid touching together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just trial and error as well. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to say practicing about practicing and mileage will will teach you a lot of stuff when you're like learning how to draw. Whereas like school with art, that's mainly to give you like a foundation, like a place to start. Mm-hmm. And then you can use those foundations in order to express yourself or, yeah. you know, draw the things that you want to do. Yeah, but, but It's repetition more than anything is, is what's going to produce any good artist, yeah. just like any other trade skill. Yeah. So like uh, we were talking about this a long time ago is that you said you could only draw stock, stick figures. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's, can. yeah. So that's, that's a, a start, mm-hmm. but like everyone started at something it just depends on when you started it um but like if you could draw a stick figure if you can draw a circle a square and a triangle i can show you how to draw and then the problem is is that you will have to put in the time and effort to practice and practice and practice and practice so what nate and i like to do if we have time are two different things is we'll do uh, what inktober yeah so you draw every single day on a prompt that they give you i don't it's just some random person puts it together um but 
you draw it every single day. And by the time when you start in the beginning, just in 30 days, you can notice a huge difference in your art. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing that Nate and I have done is uh, what the art artist artist versus artist or yeah the art battles the art battles yeah so basically i'll draw something so like at one point nate nate drew a spider so the first thing i thought of how do you defeat a spider okay a can of raid so i drew a cartoony can of raid and then he had to decide how to kill the can of raid so the can of raid got squished by a boot and I don't remember, but yeah, every single time we would just, every single day, we'd swap back and forth, killing each other's characters. Yeah, and then eventually you came at me with what, like a Mega Man Donkey Kong, and I came yeah. back at you with a uh, King K <laughs> rule Mr. Wood or yeah uh, from Mega Man. Yeah, it was, it got wild. It got really fun. Yeah, it got weird. <laughs> It sounds great, like though. those, uh, did you ever do those drawings when you were, I think it, we did them in elementary, where the teacher would send around a circle or just a basic shape and so, everybody had to add something to it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what it sounds like. I remember one time she sent around a circle and I said, okay, this is a face. So you all need to make a face. And so one person would go, you know, okay, they drew an eye and then they'd pass it on. And I always like to be at the end because you'd always end up seeing like the spiders in the hair. And like, Mm -hmm. I always like to make it look like they were bleeding or they had a chunk taken out of their face or something and make it uh, like a boy, make it a little gruesome. But yeah. But yeah, that would get really interesting really fast. So that, that's kind of what that reminded me of. Yeah. So going off of that aspect, we, there was another thing we did where I like, so we had a blank, blank canvas. I'd draw something, I'd hand it to Nate and he'd draw something and then he'd add it back to me and we'd just go and we ended up doing a, ours was the dome in the background, right? The, like, yeah. the Thunderdome. Um, in the middle of nowhere with a dude sitting on a the cliff and it was just and he was getting abducted by an alien or some shit. Yeah, it was like an alien dog, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was I still have like, that. Yeah, yeah, they get pretty wild. They're it's it's fun to like I think there's a lot about art that definitely feels solitary at times so like having collaborative things where you can like do that and like play off of other people's art is really fun yeah because like with most people everyone's an individual you don't think the same all the time sometimes you can think together but there's a lot of times where like i would have never fucking thought to put that shit where the hell did you get that (laughs) idea from so is it kind of like a calming thing for you for you guys like you can just, if you, you feel like you need to calm down or life's bugging you, you can just go start and it'll calm you right down. Like go start drawing something or it, it all depends something. on, for me, it all depends on the mood for like some days art is frustrating as fuck. Like you can't get the right circle down. You can't get the right nose down. You can't get this, the, the negative shapes that you want that you like there's just so much aspect to it that can be super frustrating, 
but a certain certain days you can just have a flow and you're just going and going and going and going and you're just like where in the hell did that come from yeah and i think like i when i was younger i always had it in my mind that when i was a good artist i'd be able to draw exactly what's in my head but you can never do that that's no. just never gonna fucking happen you can get so close like yeah the like idea yeah but like so like there's a lot of it that is really frustrating but then there's also like like i don't know for me the most frustrating things is when i'm when i'm like when i've tasked myself with something specific like when i get a commission or anything like that i feel like i have to do it this specific way and then if i can't figure something out i get really frustrated with that at times or like if my tools aren't working properly or if i'm figuring out a new drawing system mm-hmm. Um, like a different uh, program that I'm doing digital art on, then that can really frustrate me because it gets in the way of the process. Mm, But then other times you just sit down and you just doodle essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And it's let your hand essentially do the work. Yeah. And it can be really relaxing, really. uh... Yeah. You got to get out of your own head. Mm. Uh, So uh, a good, good example of this one, what Nate's talking about. I commissioned uh, the Ninja Turtles from Nate mm-hmm. on charcoal and uh, went over there one day. And he's like, I cannot figure out this fucking angle. And so honestly, instead of like trying to help him figure out the angle, I got him out of his head and we started playing darts. Yeah. And sometimes you just need <laughs> to st- step the fuck back, give it a minute, and then you can go back into it with a, a fresh mind. And that's that's mm-hmm. another thing that's really, really... Uh, common with artists is that you get so tunnel vision in a specific mm-hmm. area that you're not seeing the grand scheme of shit. Yeah. And then I came back and just, because I got stuck in the, you know, the, the wanting to save the part of the art that I've, that I had already done. And I basically just wiped that whole clean, that whole thing clean and started fresh and came up with a much better pose in the end. Hmm. But did I you, think anyways. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I still have it hanging up. Um, mm. Did you get the, do you see the text that I sent you for the Dow? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has another one that's uh, that I saw here, and it's, uh, it's like a fucking octopus coming through the yeah. table. It's super cool. Yeah, and then he's also. I like that a, alligator table. Yeah, that's why I sent it to you. Um, but he's got a giant shark that comes up and like his shit is super realistic and like it makes it look like there's waves in the table that's nuts that's cool it's like those dudes that do the resin tables have you seen those where they just get two random pieces of wood Mm -hmm. and they fit them together on a table and then they'll put like a design between the two pieces of wood and just pour like a resin down it to connect the two pieces together. Yeah. So that's where I started. And I ended up going to some other dudes that did an interactive table with resin pour. So much better. Yeah. So you can put your hand over it and it lights up through that's the cool. through the resin. Yeah, that's cool. I was going to say, yeah. some of these dudes I saw, they did like a, a beach scene. And they just threw like whatever their white resin there and then got a hair dryer and blew it. Oh, yeah. And it I made had... it look like it was kind of the white caps of the waves and stuff. Like, 
Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. I never would have thought that would be an idea to do that. I thought you just have to like essentially put that on there and not, you know, use a different tool to do it, but yeah. So I'm going to send you one that was a resin pour that was how to train your dragon with that shit. Man. And it'll, it'll fucking blow that shit out of the fucking water. Like, it, it's really cool when you get to that stuff. You're like, that's really cool. That's really cool. And then you fucking go down the fucking rabbit hole and you get to the people that are the, the experts of that shit. And you're like, I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. We got to start somewhere, right, Tom? <laughs> it, yeah, you do. And like that, I'm not trying to like diss. Like, it does sound like I'm saying that they're not good enough, but everything is good so it's at some point everyone will like what you do or not everyone but somebody will like what you do yeah so i mean if you just be like if you're trying out be patient like like i said in the very beginning art is subjective there's there's going to be haters and there's going to be people that love it and I like everything, everything in the world that, you know, has that. Yeah. So like, honestly, if you got to make yourself happy and not like, not try and create something for somebody else, like, yeah, you can do the commission and stuff like that, like from Nate and then I've, I've had a couple, but like, ultimately they're paying for your art. So if you're happy with it, more than likely they're going to be happy with it too. Yeah. But like, most i mean i feel like most people have some sort of like the depression minion or whatever comes to it but i feel like a lot of artists have it really bad because you just this isn't good enough this isn't good enough this isn't good enough i need to make this better right this isn't good enough this sucks blah 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 how do i get this better because there's so many people around you so like I go straight to the source, like, so there's a, one of my favorite artists that I was able to meet, and Nate makes fun of me because I went fanboy, um, his name's Brom, and he, if you've seen any of the art for Magic the Gathering um, cards, in the very beginning of the days, I don't know if he still does it, but he, his art was on most of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and, cool. And his his shit's phenomenal, and it's and I've come nowadays to or is it just the older magic? I I still think they use his art, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But he's got that that feel of it, and that come to find out, he went to the same college I did, just not the same branch, but the same college. Okay. And I talked to him for a little bit. He's he seemed like pretty down to earth, but um. And like Scotty Young, like the hell, even Eastman and Laird when they first started out, their sh their art was shit. Mm -hmm. But it was, and then it became stylized. It becomes their style. Like everybody knew, well, that was theirs. That and so on and so forth. And like the Johnny Vasquez, um, Todd McFarlane, the guy that that does a lot of the venom and the guy that created spawn yeah. um, all that shit. Like they created their own own corner of the world in the art world. And you look at all the stuff you're like, I want to do that. But the <coughs> thing is, is they've also had multiple, multiple years on top of you 
and with tons and tons of practice and you're mm -hmm. like in my mind it was always like well i can't do this right now and i don't remember who said it but it clicked and he's like i can't do this yet yeah yet is the most important word because you can learn to do any of these things with art and it, it it's just you can't do it yet but if you keep practicing you'll eventually get it if you want to do it the passion and time is really what it's a psychological you, thing yeah it's really what gives you talent like talent is not like this mystical force that no one can attain unless they're born with it it's you know it's practice and time i think even born with it you still got to practice and all that too it yeah yeah well, just like the other stuff if you don't if you don't use it you lose it but there's a lot of times too that you practice 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 you don't feel like you're going anywhere stop for a week come back to it and usually the muscle memory will have kicked in a lot better and sometimes you come back and you're doing shit that you didn't think you could do and you're like i got a lot better by taking a break and fucking relaxing and getting out of your own head then all that shit sinks in and you come back to it and you're that much better and then you practice 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 till you hit a plateau and fucking do it again yeah, and if you're if also if you're passionate about something, you won't notice the amount of hours that you put into something. So that no. can make people think that you didn't put much effort into actually learning how to do the thing when you have. Yeah. And you may not even feel it yourself, but there's yeah. no just like magical born with how to draw humans right from the get-go. No. It's a lot of study and practice like Nate said. Mm -hmm. But I know my mind just went blank. Fuck. <laughs> See, one of the things I like to do, um, I haven't for a long time. It's been years, but I used to like to get the little pewter figures and paint them. So I like to get somebody else's idea and kind of bring it to life in my eyes. Yeah. I mean, doing the... Or coloring. The, yeah. I'm the, under that yeah. too, but... The figure painting is is amazing some people like i can't do that shit not yet but i'm working on it but like it's it's a daunting task a lot of times and there's a lot of times where i'm like eh, eh i don't want to get into it eh. and some of those details on it you need like this the finest tip brush you can get otherwise yeah. you're gonna start painting on his neck or the head or arm and you're yeah. not meaning to you're like oh i gotta go do that over again uh -uh. stop bridge so, so, uh, what I was going to say earlier for Nate's stuff is that and a lot of times too, is, um, when you're practicing and practicing and practicing, you don't feel like you're getting anywhere, but you're getting slowly better each time. But when like my wife, she'll be like, wow, you got better here. Oh, wow. You got better here. And I mean, even in school, like I never felt like I was getting better, but like one of the most like things that I got complimented on the most was like that I progress faster than anybody else did around it, me. That's like the, I feel like art is something that you need somebody else's perspective because they're going to see it where you see it constantly. It's kind of like losing weight, right? You feel like you're not getting anything yeah, or your appearance isn't changing but you get an outside eye that doesn't see you all the time or see what you're doing all the time. And they go, Oh yeah, there's a way big difference. Like, Oh yeah, your arts. Oh yeah. Look at this compared to this day. Like that's amazing. 
are like, yeah, you have, you look like you've lost a couple sizes, even though you're like, I don't feel like it. Like, yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, like oh, you've lo- have you lost weight? And like, I feel maybe, like the, maybe. I feel like the outsider perspective is important with a lot of it. Yeah, but it shouldn't be what rules you is basically what Nate and I'm trying to say is like it. It matters a lot. Well, I think but, it's there but, to help keep you motivated. going because it's yeah. essentially where you feel like you're not improving, but somebody else is like, oh, that's amazing. Like, that's really good. You've, you know, you've progressed. You need that little boost to be like, oh, yeah, okay, thanks. I appreciate it. And then makes you want to go on more. Yeah. Bye, Nate. Bye, Nate. But yeah, I'll send, no. it, I'll send it to him again. See if he can get back in. No, yeah. for all, the last few minutes. But one of us is always gonna have issues. But yeah, no, like, but I feel like everybody is an artist to a certain degree. But like, what we've been Nate and I have tried for many years is trying to make a living off our art, and that's really fucking hard to do. So what I always forget, I. I God, I always forget that dang con that Nate talks about that we want to try to be a part of that you guys are going to put your art in and stuff like that. Yeah. WonderCon, is that what it is? I honestly, I don't remember. It, it sounds hey, Nate, good. what's that con that you keep telling us about? I, I, can't, I always forget the name. Is it like WonderCon? Is that the one that's October or something like that? Wasatch Con? Wasatch. Yeah, that's it. I knew it started with a W. You you were more than I was. I just know I had con in it. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, were talking about cool. getting your art out there and stuff, and getting people to see it, and wanting to make money off of it. Yeah, so but... just talking about trying to get into that, and people could come and see, you know, for fans of the podcast and stuff, see what you guys do, and yeah. But I mean, it's just just like here and just like YouTube, the the very few percentage of people make it big enough where they can make this their job or even get money out of it. So that's why they always we always make fun of each other for being a fucking starving artist. Yeah. Or a starving podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pot, running your mouth is an art art form too. So you got that one down. So you Steve We're still practicing that one. Hey, you know what? I've been really tame on this episode. I've let you guys kind of take the reins and just that, ask a question here and there. You can take the reins whenever you want, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you all about art, because I'm the best at it. <laughs> well, I, and you got an opinion on it, don't you? You Let like show- certain artists for certain I, I'd say artists are like tattoos and stuff. Like I said, like that's been my big thing. I, I love to see them. I don't, it's just, I like it. Yeah. So I think the biggest downfall is that you bring up artists or tattoo artists, um, the biggest downfall I feel with tattoos and most art is when you think that you know everything and you get a big head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen a few of those on uh, Instagram. So the, the biggest one that comes to mind for tattoo artists is Kat Von D. Because her, oh. her, her portraits were amazing when she first, before everyone knew her name. And then they just went to shit. As soon as she got her show, they went to shit. Yeah, she's gone through a weird. Well, she she's 
gone through a lot of weird things in her life. She's, I think she's just tattooed her eyes, I think is what it was. I mean, her brother-in-law's girlfriend, I think it's, that's her. I get some people mixed up sometimes. I swear it's her that loves her. And like, she got her eyes tattooed and she's joined like the Christian, a Christian religion and. Yeah, that's that's not shocking at all to me. But yeah, it's just weird ass shit. But tattooing eyes is weird for me. I wouldn't want to go blind from it. But yeah, no, I keep that shit away from my eyes. Like, yeah. But like, this is my opinion. Face tattoos. I mean, even neck tattoos should never be a thing. I mean, I even considered a neck tattoo. Then I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I'm not doing that. No. Yeah, so I always thought my mom would be the bit the uh be the biggest one to hate that I got tattoos. Yeah. And she's like, That's your body, you do what you want. That was essentially that was just pretty much what she told me. But yeah. She goes, I do have one rule, nothing above your the neck of your shirt. No necks or faces. I don't want to see any of that. And yeah. I said that I, that's fine because I I don't like those. <laughs> I mean it just I don't know if it's the way we've looked at it, but it's just trashy. The only one that I don't mind the face tattoos, and it's basically because it's their culture, is the Mike Maori. Tyson. No, the Maori. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so if you don't, the, 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 <coughs> what is it? The New Zealand, their natives, that they have the, the lines and the basically the tribal tattoos that go on their face. A lot of that is like their heritage. Yeah, that's their heritage, like a coming of rights kind of thing. Yeah, and um, from what I understand, it's a way for them to join their ancestors. Yeah, it's not a. It's it's a way into like manhood or adulthood. Yeah. Or I think a lot of them are based on like yeah, like you what you said, ancestry. Like whether you're like a warrior or a, a merchant or whatever, it just yeah. I mean, kind I, of I, a classification I, of your family. But I still don't like it. But I understand that more than fucking. Uh, it's not a fashion statement. The because so like the one that I don't like like what pops in my head is the guy from Falling in Reverse. How he's got all that fucking shit and then he just blacks it out. Ronnie. Yeah, what was the fucking point? I think from what I heard, he wants to do white tattoos on top of it. Yeah, white's really hard, but I mean, to each their own. But it's just not not my thing. Yeah, the dude I used to yeah. go to, I asked him about getting white tattoos, and he goes, well, the only way you're going to find out a white tattoo is good for you is to put it on there. And like, well, what do you mean? He's like, they're not good for everybody because some people's skin will take it and make it off-white. Yeah. So it'll look really terrible. Or other people's skin will take it and it'll just be like this gleaming white that looks really nice. But yeah, like, you never know until you do it. So it's yeah. the risk you got to take. And I was like, yeah, I was, just, I was more curious. I don't want a white tattoo, but... Yeah. Or you could be allergic to it, like Nate. Yeah, and then, you know, develop... But you're allergic to white? Yeah. Well, there's like no pigment in it, is there? Well, there's, there's white. There's, yeah, you gotta have white pigment in it. Well, isn't that just like a? I don't class. I really classify that as like a not a color because it. 
Well, yeah, There's technically like it's a shade. But... It? Well, yeah, technically it's a shade, but in order to make white as a, like an ink there there's some sort of pigment whatever pigment they use usually it's like uh like magnesium i've seen used as used for white pigments i'm not oh, sure okay. what they use for like yeah tattoo and, white yeah i don't know i mean we could look it up but i and i don't know if they'd actually show it but i know most most tattoo inks have metal in them and that's where mm -hmm. they get the um color from like it's the ash from burning the metal that they collect it's really weird it's a weird fucking process that's interesting but yeah like it's really interesting on a lot of that stuff but like and what bothers me the most too is that no, like the people that have nothing tattooed on their body except for their face or their hands really that's where you wanted to start yeah, I've even gotten into with it where the what tattoos you shouldn't do because of how they react or over time what they do and yeah. So hand tattoos were one of the worst what I saw to get because they're such high maintenance. Uh -huh. Because they're so exposed to everything. Yeah, near washing the... your hands if you're, you know, into cars oil and you know all the liquids in a vehicle or painting all the paint paints and stuff on it it's really harsh on it so they're really hard to maintain yeah i tattooed two people's hands in the in the past and both of them are now gone so i painted the the money sign on the palm of some dude um that we went to high school with and it's already gone because how much you uh, use your palm you lose so much skin off of that shit and callus and all that stuff mm -hmm. um the other one was a ring uh a barbed wire ring around somebody and the same thing the the part where your the the palm and the the pad of your finger it just fell fell off because you use it so much and both of these guys worked with their hands constantly and that one they said that one fine line tattoos because fine line you can't saturate it enough to keep it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it'll fade out, and then the watercolors because the, the the same reason it can't get saturated just to get the watercolor effect. A lot of it's not as very saturated in areas, so it tends to fade out really easy. Yeah. But. I, I laugh because I told my wife that because she has a fine line tattoo. And she's like, I know, I'm going to have to keep it touched up. I, I already had a feeling I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. Well, and like, honestly, those ones are really, like, I'm not good at lining. I have to, like, I have to do very slowly or go over it a second time to make it stick really well and like that like i've never been trained so i've just been going off of what what i can find when i can yeah. but but i've done okay at it but that's a, one of the reasons why i stopped is because i i need training for it and i don't want to fuck up people's tattoos more than i already have like yours i'm just kidding <laughs> which one well, yours, I can tell, are all old enough that I don't want to 
say it's terrible because it might at one point have looked good, but I can tell they're old enough that they're fading out. So, no, the the, the only one that's really faded is my uh, my flames, my red and um, pink flames. Um, but like that, I had Nate do the cross on my right arm, and he knows it's it's a fucking pain in the ass. It's nothing like any other art style. No, it's really not. I don't even think most of those, most of those lines were either like horribly blown out or like they didn't transfer right. And Tom yeah. was like nearly crying at the end because I just went too fucking heavy because I had no idea what I was doing. I'm just yeah. digging. He's like, "Is this good enough?" Ingray, <laughs> <laughs> I got it from a dude in Florida. Holy crap! He's like, I'm "Just making sure your skin stays saturated." Is like. You've gone over that same spot eight times. Like, I wanted to cry. It was hurting. Yeah. I was like, was that a... was my most painful tattoo, and it's not that big. I've got ones that are way bigger that hurt way less. Yeah, there was a lady that did. So I have the witch from Brom, and the the cloak is black. And the lady just dug for four hours in the same spot. I'm like, okay, you're done. You're done. You're done. Okay, my threshold. My done. 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 This and, will be expected. I can already feel it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the sad thing is, is that I tried really hard to keep it um, like aquaphor, all the stuff that you're supposed to do or that I was told to do with it. And it peeled like a bitch in half the the black is just missing. Oh, that's upsetting. It is what it is. Well, now yeah. it have that like saran wrap looking band-aid that you just leave on for X amount of days. Yeah, so I actually found out uh, one of my co-workers, the one that used to work in the, the old building that I was with that moved over to where I'm at now. I don't know. I'll just text you the name. Um, he's allergic to it. He had a the saran he, wrap. Yeah, he he. Uh, so he had a a lion, or well, it's kind of like a lion slash elephant sort of thing, but it's like African. It's a really cool tattoo. I don't think it's for him, elephant. but yeah, it. I, I, I th- honestly, I think it's just a lion. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while because it's on his chest, and it's not like, hey, show me your titties. <laughs> Um, but he had an allergic reaction to it for the, the, um, the adhesive. Oh, um, he's trying to get out of that work, isn't he? He's like in school and stuff. Yeah. He's trying to become, uh, an RN, but, uh, like that, he, he's not the only one that's trying to leave. Uh, I think there's only like out of the 34 or 35 people I know, two people are trying to stay, maybe three. Everyone else is trying to jump ship because they treat us like shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, same, same thing in your area, but oh well. Look yeah, that. that's I, I don't know if I so I thought I had an allergic reaction to that adhesive. For one, but I think it's because it got put on so tight. It was pulling my skin as it was loosening up. Maybe. The edges don't stay, so they start curling up. So then it's starting to pull your skin, and it just sits there and pulls and pulls. 
Yeah, that, that shit is pulled a rash on, right on all those lines. I had a perfect square around a red square line around one of my tattoos one time. Yeah, I, I don't like, know. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> that that's a that's a totally new new thing that I haven't even dealt with before. They're 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 so nice. You just leave it on for like well, my my dudes always say about three to five days. Or he said, if you can keep it on longer, keep it on longer, because it's just letting your body do its own natural healing. Yeah. But he's like, uh, keep it on until it just gets so itchy you can't bear it. Then just take it off and just pat some, you know, some hydrating lotion on it. So gently wash it. Don't put it, you know, directly in water. Like you can sprinkle some water on it to clean it. I get some. So I always get a brand new bar of soap and it, like it's my tattoo bar. So I just usually rub my fingers over it and just kind of massage it, lightly massage it on there. Yeah. But clean. And then you can't use a towel that you use for the rest of your body. Yeah. You like the butt floss. You're going to start getting little turd dusts in there. Yeah. Well, that's what's, (laughs) What's funny is that one of the first things you always like when you're done, you're like, okay, no vaginal, oral, or anal secretions. And people are like, what? I'm like, just don't fucking do it. (laughs) On that note. I think that's our episode, right? uh, Should be. Yeah. (laughs) No Mm. anal, vaginal, or oral secretions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perfect place to end this uh, this episode. Thanks <laughs> yes, that, I, Tom. I appreciate it. You guys it. like to add about art for like somebody beginning. Don't yeah, get just dis- don't get discouraged. Yeah, just keep doing it. Like if you suck now, if you keep doing it, you'll eventually be really good. So yeah, and, it's and, just it's just practice. It's not and, a mythical force. Yeah, and don't don't expect to know everything ever. There's always going to be something new, but use the resources you have. If you have the internet, fucking YouTube everything you can. Oh, yeah. There's there's a ton of really good um, YouTube channels that'll go over, like, even foundational skills. I know mm-hmm. Proco. Proco has a lot of courses that are really approachable, easy to learn from. Yeah, um, and... Honestly, mo- most artists, like the bigger artists, that if you like a certain artist, most of them have a draw with me co- course mm-hmm. where they just they talk about how they like life, how they got started, whatever, and you can just draw along with them. But yeah, like it, but like Nate was saying, like the fundamentals is basically start at that and move your way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, learning those fundamentals will definitely help you out, and like continuing to go back and reinforce those fundamentals as you're learning more methods in art is really important. Yeah. But even then, even if you don't do all of that, if you just keep drawing, eventually you'll, you'll figure things out. It's just, those are like shortcuts, like going to school, learning all the foundational stuff. That's a huge shortcut so that you don't have to do, go through all this trial and error to figure out the same things. Yeah, use somebody else's knowledge instead of mm-hmm. trying to gain it for yourself. You'll get a lot lot faster, a lot quicker with mm-hmm. help than you will by yourself. But and like so another thing that so Nate Nate's uh harping on the 
the fundamentals for a reason because even him and I, we still go back and like, okay, what was the fucking fundamental for this shit? I don't remember. And we, we still go back to the fundamentals and still have to relearn it and relearn it and relearn it. it yeah. It's one of those things that's that you're never not learning. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, j just like any, anything that you would major in, in in school, there's not an end to your learning. Like you're always learning new things. You're always progressing. You're always moving forward. And as long as you're still moving forward, as long as you're still doing the thing, you're just going to keep getting better. There's not Practice really a limit perfect. on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, and, it's like but, everything else in the world. It takes time. Takes yeah. practice and effort. One, yeah. what and what works for you won't doesn't work for everybody. Like what Nate learns, like how he learns, is completely different. Than mine, like if I feel like a plateau, I plateau, I uh, switch to a different um, medium or a different genre of that medium. Like I was saying, the super realistic versus the, the or the hyper realistic to the cartoony. That's two different vast areas of it. But then you go back to it and you've learned uh, fundamentals or shit that you weren't using in the other one that enhances your art the other way. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like that, like if you feel like a plateau, like in my opinion, I switch, go learn something new and then come back to it. Yeah. Being willing to experiment is also really important because then like that's, I feel like that's when I learn the most anyways is when I'm experimenting with different things. Instead of beating your head against the brick wall, trying mm -hmm. to move past it. Yeah. And there you go. Thanks everybody for voting on the poll. Um, we'll put, dish out another one here the next day or so. So look forward to that one. Right. Thanks Tom and Nate for all your knowledge for this and not mine. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Honestly, we don't know shit. Yeah. We're all we're all still learning shit. We're all still trying to figure it all out. You, you know enough to help guide someone, so yeah. Sp speak for your damn self. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, not, you know, like and subscribe to us. We're on most social media platforms. Dueling monkeys, you'll find us. Uh, thanks everyone for your listens, your likes, everything. Mm -hmm. Keep sharing. Yeah, remember, we love you. Bye. Bye. L later, guys. Oh, thank you. <laughs>